Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Are you glad you came out to church tonight? Come on, take your seats. Take your seats. Paul Smith, thank you for being so awesome. That was a powerful word. He's just a, he's a poster child for Awaken You. <laughs> you want to know what's going to happen to you if you applied for Awaken You this year, that's it. You know, we, we say he's actually one of our amazing team leads over at Bressy. And he has helped, you know, lead and develop Awaken You with us this year. And we say all the time, it's our privilege to be a part of it because of what God does in our life just from being in the room. How many know you just got to get in the room sometimes, right? Amen. Amen. What a year. Ah, three days in. How are you feeling? Good? You feeling good? I just want to take a moment just to honour uh, Pastor Matt and Michaela and just, you know, the biggest encouragers in our life. I want to thank you for just making room <laughs> for the Richie Hale. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm easy. I'm easy, right? <laughs> But um, just, we just love you and Dr. Matt so much, honestly. And, uh, you know, we are, there's two other people I want to thank too, and that's just, uh, where's Alex? He's gone. He's on baby. Oh, he's on baby. Tanae and Alex, you know, six years ago we walked into this church and I was not who I am right now. And, and I just thank God that he knew where to place us. He knew who to put us under. And I'm just so thankful for their discipleship in our life and what you've done. And we're grateful for that. I want to honour our Aussie pastors. Come on, if you don't know, this is an Aussie accent. Our lead pastors of Awakened Church, Pastors Jürgen and Leanne, they were sent as missionaries to San Diego. And look what we have. Is it 18 years? 18 years later, we have eight campuses. We've got more on the way. But what an amazing couple that we have and, you know, I just want to honour the fact that we have leaders that are devoted to reading the Word of God. I don't know what church you've come from in the past. If this is your first church, you are blessed. Honestly, you are so blessed. But often we don't see the devotion and the dedication to reading the Word of God like we're seeing under our pastors, Jürgen and Leanne. They, they tell us all the time, if you've been here at all during the, the month of December, they read the Bible every day. They're going through the Bible every year from beginning to end. They are devoted to reading it. And I honestly believe that the fruit, the overflow of our church is coming from their devotion to the Word of God. There is such faith that comes when we devote ourselves to reading the Word of God. Well, it's 2024. And we're saying, what is the word for 2024, 2020? More. more. We don't want more of the bad stuff. That was Shredder Sunday. We want more of the good stuff. And, you know, even for Ritzy and I, we're stepping into more in 24. And one of our new roles is that we have the incredible privilege of being the directors of Awaken You for Awaken Church. 
And that is a huge honor. We are so excited. We've had almost like 200 applicants, and I know there's lots of interviews going on right now about application acceptance. Emails are on the way, so don't worry. You will find out. You are in. Um, but you know, this is the year. What do you want more of in your life? More of God's presence, more of His power, more of His, more of His word in our life, more of his peace in our life, more health in our lives. What are you believing for this year? Come on. What are we believing God for? Vision Sunday is coming. We are on the cusp of Vision Sunday. And I want to tell you, when we first came to Awaken, Vision Sunday was uncomfortable. We were used to being in a church where Vision Sunday meant that the pastor would share the vision of the church to us. And we would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. But not here. We are, we have, we're going to come on Sunday and we're going to write the vision that God has given us. And I remember the first time we picked up that piece of paper off the seat and just it was really hard. I'm going to be honest. It was really, really hard. We had gone through a, a challenging season and showing up here and, and just I knew the things. I knew things that I want God, wanted God to do in my life. But even just putting them to pen on a paper felt uncomfortable. It even felt foolish. And if that's where you are, I want to encourage you that six years later, six years later, I'm excited about Vision Sunday. And the thing is, the reality is that my, it was actually just a reflection of where my faith was at. It's not actually a reflection of what God can do in my life, but it's actually a reflection of where my faith is at. So whatever you feel is challenging or difficult coming into Sunday, let that just be an awareness even in your own life. This is something that where God wants to cultivate faith. He wants to come and bring healing. He wants to come and bring restoration in our life. Amen. So tonight I actually want to speak on cultivating a spirit of faith, cultivating a spirit of faith of faith. God is able. Everybody just say, God is able. Romans chapter 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Cultivating faith is not something that you and I need to strive to do. It's something that we can nurture and develop in our life because the Bible teaches us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You're in the right church if you want to hear the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles with you or notebooks, it's a bit of an old thing to say. How many people physically bought their Bibles today? You got a a notepad? Yes, there's a few in the house. Amen. All right, we're going to be looking at Joshua chapter 1 tonight. And Joshua chapter 1 is both an ending and a beginning. And it's kind of like where we're sitting right now. Shredder Sunday was a couple of days ago, and we we let go of the things that we did not want to take into 24. And we're a few days out of Vision Sunday. And I just really pray tonight that God is going to deposit things into your heart and into your spirit that you can boldly write down, that you can truly commit your faith to and walk with God in a new season of more in 24. So the book of Joshua is actually about Joshua stepping into more. He, he's, he's going into new levels of leadership. He's about to take new territory. Moses, who was the leader of Israel, had passed away. And now he was the new leader and he was charged with the conquest of the promised land. So the words to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 are significant 
in setting him up for success. And this is the, what I felt the Lord want to say to us tonight. As we are approaching Vision Sunday and what it is that you are believing God for, I want you to hear the words that God spoke to Joshua because these were words that were setting him up for success in what God was calling him to do. How many want success in what God has calling him to do? The first thing that God does is that he actually assures Joshua of his presence and that he would be with Joshua every step of the way. And we have that very same promise. And it's actually really significant because what we know about Joshua is that he was Moses' servant and he would actually go with Joshua into the tent of meeting where God would come and speak with Moses. And in Exodus 33 verses 4, verse 11 It says, the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks with a friend. And then he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. See, what we know about Joshua is that he was hungry for God's presence. He was a man who lingered in the presence of God. I want to encourage you as you are reading through the Bible in a year, and I hope you are, and if you aren't, I hope you will want to by the end of tonight, but that you would be hungry for God's presence, that you would linger, that you wouldn't rush through because God wants to speak to you. So we know that he was hungry for God's presence. But Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 is actually where we're going to focus our thoughts because it emphasises the importance of God's Word in cultivating faith in our lives. See, faith grows when we actively align our words, our thoughts and our conduct with God's promises. I'm going to say that again. Faith grows when we actively align our words and our thoughts and conduct with God's promises. So let's read verse 8 together. God said to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and you may observe to do, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you shall have good success. Good success. You know, I I just want to just rip the band-aid of the word prosperous, right? This is God's word for your life. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to whatever is out there on YouTube or wherever it is. This is God's word. We have to believe that we have a God that wants our way to prosper and that he wants our life to succeed. Amen? Amen. So he gives us three really foundational things, really key things for how to cultivate faith in our life. And the first one is that we need to speak the Word of God. It says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Now, if you've read the, the, book, the account in, in Numbers, we know that words are very important. Because Joshua was part of 12 spies that went out into the land of Canaan to see the good land that God had prepared. But when they came back, there were 10 of them that gave a negative report and only two of them had words of faith. So he knew, like, God is not, not going to waste any time with Joshua. And you, you may even wonder why he even needed to repeat it, because it sent them 
40 years into the wilderness, but God has put it right here, right in Joshua chapter 1, right when he's calling him to take new territory, to, to move into new levels of leadership, right when he's saying to Joshua, there is more for you, there is more ahead, and he says that you need my word in your mouth. And we see the importance of the having God's word in our mouth again in the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth in Luke 1. Luke 1 verses 13 to 20. Verse 13 says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son. And in verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? I am old and my wife is advanced in years. Verse 19, then the angel said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be, filled, which will be fulfilled in, my, in its own time. Now, what I find ironic even about this passage of Scripture is that Gabriel says, I, God has heard your prayer. God has heard your prayer and he's come with an answer to your prayer. And Zachariah says, how can this be? See, this is so similar to the 12 spies. How can this be? We're sitting here praying for God to bring breakthrough, for, for things to happen in our life, but we're also on the other hand saying, how can this be? See, unbelief will only ever see the obstacle, but faith will see past the obstacle to see what God is able to do. Proverbs 18.21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. What I speak over my life matters. What I speak over my circumstance matters. What are you declaring over your 2024? You know, we were challenged right at the very beginning of 23 to, to change our words. We, same, like just like Zachariah, I think, we were praying for God to move in business, in some of the businesses that we're involved with. And when good things were happening, we were using words like, you won't believe this. Remember this, Alex and Louise, we were, it was quite, this is unbelievable. This is insane. This is crazy. Now, how many use those words? I just roll off our tongue when God wants, when good things are happening, we're saying, you won't believe this. You are, it's unbelievable. We were like, hang on a sec. We need to change our confession because unbelievable means it's difficult and it's impossible. But we know that God, nothing is impossible with God. So we got to change what we say. So we started to say, this is supernatural. Or this is just like God. This is so God. And it was a bit awkward at first, but we began to declare that this is a supernatural move of God. God is at work in my circumstances. I'm not going to call what God blesses unbelievable. I'm not going to call what God is doing in my life crazy or insane. I want more of the supernatural of God in my life. And now at the end of 23, well, at the end, beginning of, of 24, we look back, we were just having a conversation and, this, and we said the things that we were calling supernatural seem so insignificant to the thing that God has put in our hand now. 
So our words are always working and they're either working for your good, they're either working for your success, they're either working to prosper your life or they're working against you. And this is why right at the very beginning of Joshua's leadership, he said, get my word in your mouth. But it's not just about limiting unbelieving words, it's about speaking and declaring the right words speaking and declaring the right words. Psalm 65, 11 says, You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. I say that every single day at the moment. Every single day. Because God has put some things in our hand and we need him to come through. We are declaring the word of God over our circumstances. What are you saying today that is telling the devil where to go? What are you saying and what are you declaring? What are you confessing that is going to bring God's best into your life? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. So when you begin to fear, what do you declare? God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. When things don't seem to be working out for you, what do you declare? You declare Romans 8, 28, that says, all things, everybody say, all things, work together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purposes. I'm going to tell you something, in case you didn't know it, not every day is going to work out exactly like you hope, right? Not every day. Maybe not, you may have a whole month. But we got to declare what God says, and he says that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Isaiah 53 says that by his stripes we are, so when we are showing symptoms, as, part, as Dr. Matt would say, symptoms of sickness, we say by his stripes we are healed. And I'm not sure if Andrea is here tonight, but she shared the most incredible story at Women's Prayer, and I want to share it with you because her husband, and I'm going to say he, he had symptoms of a stroke, and he couldn't speak, he couldn't move, and she's actually in the medical profession, so she could see what was happening to him. And she said before she came to Awaken Church, she would have just rung 911. But she, instead, she laid hands on her husband. She laid hands on Ken and she began to pray in tongues. Then, then, right, then she calls the doctor. Then she calls 911. So the ambulance came and they confirmed that his body was in a state of a stroke. But eight hours later, he walks out of that hospital, no side effects, no brain damage. His speech was sound. He was walking out there. And the coolest thing was, she said the most exciting thing was that she got to declare the name of Jesus to the nurse who was standing there going, I can't believe this. And she said, it was so good to tell her this is because of Jesus Christ. So, amen. By his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. Ephesians 3 verse 20 and 21 says, now unto him who is able, we're just saying that, unto him who is able. What are you saying? Unto him, God, you are able. 
you are able, as you're looking at, the, at your vision card for 2024, God, you are able. This, this seems huge. This seems bigger than what anything I can do. But now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, so the first thing that, that will cultivate faith in our lives is having the Word of God in our mouth. So write down a verse. If God has given you a word, write down a verse. And if it's just one, start there and just begin to speak it out every single day. And you watch what is going to happen in your life. The second is that the way that we cultivate faith in our life is by meditating on the Word. So the Word in our mouth and meditating on the Word. See, we don't have to strive, right? We just need to nurture the Word of God into our life and faith will be the overflow of being in the Word of God. So meditating on the Word of God, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Sounds like someone. How many, anybody already joined us on the Bible reading plan? Right, day one, someone. Come on, it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Are you getting comfortable with the word? Getting comfortable. This is the word of God to you today. He wants you to prosper in 2024. And he says, if you'll meditate on my word, if you'll put my word in your mouth, it's going to result in a life that is going to prosper in every area. Psalm 19:14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh Lord, my strength. And my Redeemer. Three, three times here, my dad would say to us growing up, never make a doctrine out of one verse. Right? Never make a doctrine. The Word will confirm itself. So we've just read multiple times, right, that we'd have the Word, the words of my mouth, and the meditation of my heart. The words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart are going to cultivate faith in my life. One of the reasons I believe we prosper as a church, we continue to grow, we continue to launch campuses, we continue to see people saved, healed, delivered and set free every week is because the Word of God is the front and centre to the culture of Awakened Church. It's so easy for us to get on board and read the Word of God. We have a Bible in a yearbook. We now have the Bible on our app. We now have it in audible form. All we have to do is show up. All we have to do is show up. But not with a get it done attitude, right? If you're going to do the app, don't just click on the day and flip, flip it up and hit done. That doesn't count. I just want you to know that does not count as a read. <laughs> and God knows, right? God knows. <laughs> the word meditate in Hebrew actually means that it's the practice of actually abandoning all other distraction 
and getting lost in communion with God. Abandoning distraction and getting lost in communion with God. It's a beautiful heart posture, heart that comes receptive when we read the Word of God. To meditate is to reflect and to contemplate and to focus our thoughts. And I actually think it was Pastor Lance who did a great lesson on meditation at Awaken You this year. Little plug, little plug. I'm going to plug all the way along. He taught it. Meditation. We learnt to lean in. We learnt to, to not just rush through, but to come with a heart that says, God, speak to me. You know, God wants to speak to you every single time that you open the Word. And also meditation speaks to the repetition of Scripture. The Word in our mouth, repeating God's Word, repeating God's Word. We don't need a lot of words. We just need one, church. You just need one, one that you can utter, one that you can meditate, one that you can throughout your day or you recall it to your mind. That's what meditation is. Let the meditation of my heart, don't let fear be the meditation of your heart, but let the Word of God be the meditation of your heart. Christian meditation is not an inner journey of self-discovery, just so we clear, right? But it is a concentration of our heart and mind on who God is, on who God is. Have a notebook, have something, have something where you can capture the downloads that God wants to give you. Come expectant and He will speak to you. Daniel eleven thirty two says that the people who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. How are you going to know God, church? unless we meditate on his word. Those who know their God shall do great exploits. He wants to reveal himself to us. And if we will come and give him the time, he will reveal himself to us. Amen. Number three, the third way we cultivate faith is to obey the word. Obey the word. So we got the word in our mouth, the meditation of the word, and obedience to the word. God tells Joshua, to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, okay? Here it is again. And then you will have good success. Our life is not going to prosper until we start doing what God says. Many people want more. Many people want God's promises without a commitment to God's word in their life. But God's answers occur when we put his word into action. When we put his word into action in our life. So do you trust him? You know, often the reason that we don't obey God is because we don't actually believe his way is right. But Psalm 1830 says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in Him. You can trust God tonight. You can surrender your life to God tonight. You can obey His Word and know that, he's, that He is for you, that He has good plans for your life. Last night was our last night of Awakening You. We've heard that. And we saw the class of 23 close out. And we had students preaching and just sharing and giving testimonies. And one, when we were, there was a number of them that gave tithe testimonies. And they were truly poverty to prosperity stories because they had decided to trust God with the full 10%. Not the 2%, not the 3%, 
not the 4%, not the loose change that, they, that you can find in, the, in your car or in the bottom of your handbag. They said, they, <laughs> really, Lance? <laughs> but they, tr- they determined to trust God fully with the 10%, with the 10%. They saw their parents do the other and they made a commitment to the 10% and they have seen they're, they're, they're living their best lives. They've got their best jobs. They're living in their dream homes. They're driving their, their dream cars. They're paying for their own cars. And as they stood up there one after the other saying, I chose to trust God. I chose to obey God. When we fully obey God, there were radical stories of provision. What is God asking you to, this year to obey Him in? What is He asking of you? I, I want to close with this story out of 2 Kings chapter 5. And it's actually the story of Naaman, who was the commander and chief of the army of the king of Syria. And he was, the Word of God says that he was an honourable man, a mighty man of valour, but he had leprosy. And his wife's servant was an Israel, Israelite. And she told her mistress that there was a prophet, there was a man of God who could heal Naaman of his leprosy. So Naaman went to the king of Israel. He didn't go to the prophet. He went to the king of Israel with gifts, hoping that the king of Israel would actually be the one who could heal him. But the king of Israel couldn't heal him and he sent him off to Elisha. And when he got to Elisha's home, instead of Elisha coming to the door to greet Naaman, he sent a messenger to him saying, and in 2 Kings 5 verses 10 to 11, it says, the servant said, go and wash in the Jordan River seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you shall be clean. But verse 11 says, but Naaman became furious and went away. Indeed, I said to myself, let me mutter under our breath. He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hands over the place and heal the leprosy. And it says he turned and went away in rage. How do we respond when God asks us to do something that we don't like or that he doesn't answer us in the way that we've decided that he should answer us? Sometimes I feel we come to God and say, this is how you are going to answer my prayer. This is how you are going to meet my need, right? But God has a way <laughs> that He's going to work best for you and best for I. But thank God, thank God for the servant. You know, Naaman was angry because of what God asked, which was to wash in the waters of Israel when the rivers of Damascus in his mind were better. And he was upset at who told him to do it. It wasn't the man of God. We got to get rid of the man of God syndrome. (laughs) Because God wants to work through every team member, every team lead, every connect coach, any of us. You're all men and women of God in this place. And if we live dependent on the man of God and God wants to bring you a word through a student. And in fact, many times this year, God has spoken to me through the students in Awaken You. And I'm not so proud to say, well, you're the student and I'm the leader. I stand there and say, God, thank you. And He has confirmed His Word. So let's not be like Naaman who says, well, it wasn't the right person and I'm only going to receive it if they're the leader or whatever. 
Don't let pride ever stop you from getting your breakthrough. Don't get pride stop you from receiving your healing. Every person that stands the front here is anointed and appointed by God. You don't have to wait for a set person. You just need to come hungry and God is going to give you your breakthrough. Amen. We just got to obey. If God tells you to get up out of your seat and come, you need to come. But if you sit there and you don't move, then God can't deliver to you. He can't get to you what you need, your healing and your breakthrough in 2024. And it says the servant pointed out his blind spot. We've got a friend that points out our blind spots. Thank you, Jesus. Right? And in verse 14, it says, Naaman, it says, he washed in the Jordan seven times and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. And it says in verse 15 that Naaman returned to Elisha and said, Indeed, now I know, indeed, now I know there is no God in all the earth except the God of Israel. His obedience led to faith in the God of Israel. When we cultivate faith in our life, when we put the Word of God in our mouth, when we meditate upon it in our heart and we obey it, Fully. We obey it fully. Obedience cultivates a spirit of faith. So the question I have for you tonight is what is God asking of you in 2024? What are you believing for? Maybe you're like me when I, op- I shared that Vision Sunday was a bit dawning because I had things, but I just didn't have faith for the things. But God is able to cultivate in you and I faith through being in His Word, being in relationship with Him, not rushing out of His presence, but by meditating upon His Word in our heart. Amen. He says, And for for then, for then, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Good success. Amen. 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 You know, in this room tonight, there may be people who don't know Jesus Christ at all. And you're facing 2024 and you, you, you've even come because you want to change. You're looking for something more. You're looking for something different. God is here to meet with you, friend. He has a plan. The Bible says that the plans and the purposes of God for our life are good. They are for our, to prosper us. There it is again. God wants your life to prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. And that begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ. In this, all over this room, I'm just going to ask everybody just to close their eyes, just to give you some privacy. And if you're here tonight and you say, I want, I want God in 24. I've lived my own way, but in 2024, I want God. I just want you to just slip up your hand right where you are and God will see you. Just raise your hand right up high. If you're looking for God, I can see the hand up there. And there, thank you. Hands are going up all over this place. More of God in 24. You've never surrendered or given your life to Jesus. He's here to meet with you tonight. So just raise your hand one more time. If you are here and you're just like, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to know the God that we've been talking about tonight in a personal way. Amen. All right, why don't we stand to our feet, church? And we're all going to pray this prayer together. We're going to pray out loud. God, thank you for loving me and sending your son Jesus to die for me. I repent of my sin and invite you into my life. Today I choose to follow you 
and make you Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, it says all of heaven rejoices when one gives their life to Jesus Christ. All of heaven. And there were hands going up all over this place tonight. Heaven is rejoicing. Heaven is rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to pray with you. We want to connect with you. We have a Bible for you. We have a following Jesus book that we would love to give for you. But for everyone else in this place, and maybe that is you as well, God wants more for you. God has more for you in 2024. And He's inviting you to a life of greater faith. He's inviting you to step into a deeper relationship with Him through His Word. I just want you, this is just for you in your own heart right now to make a commitment. If you haven't already made the commitment to reading the Bible in the year, why don't you make that commitment right now? This is between you and God. Just that, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Maybe you tried last year and you didn't get there. Hey, I'm raising my hand. Right? It's okay. But make the commitment. Make the commitment because faith is cultivated in our life when we read the Word of God. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you're a good, good Father. We thank you that you have plans, Lord, to prosper our life. Father, plans for us to succeed. And Father, we thank you that your Word is life. Lord, your Word is truth. Your Word is power. It is proven. It is sure. It is a firm foundation that we can build our life upon. So God, tonight, I thank you that faith is rising all over this place in people's hearts and in their circumstances. Father, where there's been despair, God, I thank you even now your peace is coming. Father, where they can't see your hand moving, God, I thank you that you're opening eyes. God, where there's difficulty, Father, I thank you that you're giving them the ability to see beyond and to see what you can do because you are the one, God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. So, Father, we give you 2024. We give it to you, God, and we say more. And, Lord, we commit to obeying your word. We don't want to be like Naaman, God, who, who has to have it a certain way or has to have it spoken to us by a certain person. Father, we thank you, God, that we're going to obey you at a whole new level. And as we step out, Father, I thank you even right now for, God, the supernatural increase, Lord, for supernatural provision, God, for doors to be opened, God. I thank you for healing in relationships and in physical bodies. Father, we thank you that this is going to be a year like no other year in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.